day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to 80, episode 84 of Shop Talk. It's Carrie. And Jennifer. And we are back to recap 519 of the Rookie and 119 of the Rookie Feds. We had tons of Selena moments on the Rookie, of course, and Feds had a couple of thievery cases to solve this week mm-hmm. and just like some really hilarious like one-liners and little moments. So yeah. yeah. So we'll and I do that. kind of like how the feds isn't like totally wrapped up. Like Mm-mm. we're gonna get more into that. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, we do have some news. So we're recording this and publishing it a little bit later than usual. Um, so we were able to get a little bit more news. Um, but Marvelous Geeks Media shared an article breaking down the Chenford discussion scenes from this episode. It's just a really good article, like reading between the lines, adding some commentary, recommend checking it out. We've retweeted it. We'll keep sharing it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good article. It's a good read. Mm-hmm. And obviously, just a reminder, we're on hiatus for three weeks as far as episodes go. But new episodes are back on April 18th. So only three weeks. We can do it. Yeah. And I mean, we'll have hiatus like ABC will be airing old episodes of the rookie and feds um, over. Well, at least the next two. Well, yeah. Duh. The net. Wow. Duh. The next two weeks. I swear I'm awake. Um, yeah. So that'll be good. Um, I'm pretty sure that they aired five, 10 and one ten, like the last little hiatus that we had though. Okay. Pretty sure. But yeah. I guess they'll be re-airing on April 4th. And then 517 of The Rookie will air on April 11th. I didn't see anything about Feds, but I'm assuming if they follow the same like pattern, then they'll air 117 of yeah. Feds. I wonder 11th. why like 517 of The Rookie. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess that is one of our more like recent ones, but... Does I guess it have something a- to do with like the next episode, the next new one, mm. kind of like reminding us of like what happened. I don't know. Well, I can't real. I mean, not with the rookie. Not really. Like, I wonder, I mean, like, not, I don't know. Like, I wonder what like goes into their like how they decide like which reruns to play. I mean, maybe you know. just because it's, like, only a couple, yeah, like, priors, and it's, like, just to keep somewhat current storylines at the forefront of people's minds. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah, I really have no idea. Yeah. How they do yeah. that. Um, and then Melissa is back on Cameo. Well, technically, like, right now she's unavailable, but, you know, she said she'll be doing Cameo's with all the proceeds going to the rescue organization that saved Hercules, um, her adopted dog that recently passed away. Um, and so, yeah, we've seen a couple like come in and like be shared on Twitter and it's all of her cameos are amazing. So if you're thinking about getting one, don't wait when they come out, like grab one. Um, they're, like her vibe and just her cameos are amazing um 
and yeah so that'll kind of get us through hiatus too um and there's one cameo floating around on twitter that i saw today as in saturday when we're recording this that she said there's quite a lot left in the season um she didn't allude to like chenford like lucy undercover nothing like that um but she said there's quite a lot left even though there's only a few episodes and it'll be interesting to see what fans think so yeah Mm -hmm. i'm hoping that we get the chenford i love you in there somewhere i don't care where and i don't (laughs) care who says it just somewhere yeah i don't i mean i'm still just kind of on the like in the camp of i don't really think they're gonna say it in like the traditional three word way but i mean it would be nice to have that step for them yeah i don't know i kind of want lucy to say it as she's like i don't know just kind of like worked up or something and she's just like i love you don't you understand that or something like i don't know i kind of want her to say it but again i don't care who says it (laughs) just as long as they say it um and then eric and roslyn um released a new episode of their podcast he said a adiho this week uh so be sure to check it out i haven't had the chance to listen to it yet but i saw the preview and they're talking about roslyn's birthday so (laughs) that's exciting yeah they usually like i because they've posted about it on like in previous years or whatever and like they always Mm -hmm. go all out for her birthday which is so fun yeah i know i caught like a snippet of the preview and i sent it to one of my friends and i was just like I'm gonna need Eric to like record this <laughs> like because she was talking about like how she wants her entrance to be or whatever and I was like yeah I'm gonna need someone there to record that because I just I already love it and I'm only hearing about it so mm-hmm. yeah but that's it for the news so we can just jump right into the episodes yeah um so we're gonna start with the rookie and uh 519 was called a hole in the world and we'll start with the um selena's well selena's sister's case and then how that ties into the other kidnapping cases um but we got to see that uh selena went to visit uh blanco's grave site because it's i guess the anniversary of the kidnapping and um so like when Angela then a little bit later asks John like where Selena is he explains that she's visiting her sister's grave and um Angela I guess needs to talk to Selena because apparently she was doing some digging and found that there had been uh two similar kidnappings that match uh Blanca's including both of them happening on the same day like the anniversary um and then I guess other similarities were that like both the kids were playing outside they were young in age and had parents who had uh like substance abuse issues as well and so those things obviously are going to like they're going to keep tying into what could have happened to Blanca which will finally get to figure out and have some kind of closure with um but we first see that John and Selena are responding to a possible kidnapping. It turns into like a bona fide case when uh, it's discovered that the girl that's missing is named Olivia. And when they find out that 
she had screamed when she was taken from her yard. Uh, they, like, John calls in for backup and everything, and Selena helps uh, kind of calm Olivia's mom down and ask if she can, you know, find a picture for the detectives to see. And uh, when the other officers arrive to help, they kind of widen the search area for Olivia. And one officer that kind of stands out who, quote unquote, came to help was uh, Officer Joel Chambers. And I don't know, like, because Selena had mentioned on the ride over with John that, like, she wanted to be a comfort cop, like, in this case for someone. So, like, was he kind of that for her or like no or just like was he just like the catalyst for her becoming a cop like i didn't I think know, he was I just forget i think he was just the catalyst just the catalyst okay. and then he like made sure to keep like checking on her mom and her but i think yeah i think he was just the catalyst because she had said something about like wanting to be that comfort cop that she had when her sister went missing so Okay. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of like, I didn't honestly immediately see anything like suspicious about him until he asked to have access to the scene. So like I was kind of with John on like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, no, can't have that. Like it doesn't really matter yeah. if he's, you know, on the job or not. Um, it like it can't be done until it's cleared with a detective um did you kind of think that he looked like john nolan oh i didn't even i didn't even consider (laughs) i kind of did i was like okay this is a little odd like doppelganger kind of yeah i didn't i guess i just wasn't really thinking i mean i get i mean they're just i just noticed that they were both like older cops Mm -hmm. on the job but i didn't really i wasn't paying attention to like i don't know like facial features or any or like similarities i don't know he Um, wasn't like doppelganger doppelganger but it was kind (laughs) of like they look similar um and so it kind of like joel had also been overly involved in kidnapping cases like this including uh blanca's because selena had told john earlier that you know like you had said, he came to visit um, her and her mom every day um, just as things were happening with uh, Blanca's case and her like condition. Um, and when Nolan kind of mentions his suspicions to Selena, she brushes it off saying that, you know, Joel's the reason she became a cop, so he simply cannot be involved. Um, and so it's kind of Lucy and Aaron are helping in the search and they knock on uh, Drew Hesloff's door because he's a registered sex offender who's about a mile from Olivia's house. And they found like, I get like kids toys and like, or clothes Mm -hmm. um, in his home. And, they call in for backup because it's a violation of his parole to have kids toys in his possession and when Angela is questioning him she asks if he'd ever met Olivia and he's like no um and so it's kind of like I think it's him but it's not really because they still yeah. have Joel to consider so it's like um 
they kind of are like because Nolan had talked to Angela and Nyla kind of about you know keeping an eye on um Chambers as well and it turned out that he was nearby Olivia's house but like Tim drove the route from um the what like the I guess warehouse that he was at or said he was at um to Olivia's house to be sure if it could actually be done and apparently it can so that kind of makes them want to zero in on Joel a little bit more um but Nyla has to question him under the guise of they need background on Olivia because Chambers had been to Olivia's house before she went missing um on a domestic call but he didn't make an arrest there and Olivia wasn't like armed in any way which I thought was not interesting but just because like he had already met Carla before Blanca was taken and he also didn't arrest Carla for having drugs on her when Mm -hmm. she was passed out in the car so it's like I feel like he kind of used that to like I don't know how to explain it like to I don't know like strengthen that facade of like he's you know he's a good you know a good cop like he wouldn't you know oh he let them off the hook or he didn't do this so then obviously you know he's not gonna you know be this bad type of person to like take children um but uh I just oh my god it was so weird though that he like when he he drove Carla home I guess he she was telling um Selena and John this that you know she had met Joel before and he you know dropped her off and then you know he had brought Selena and Blanca outside and you know they were just like playing and stuff and he like watched them for a second and then he drove off and I was like no mm-hmm. that's no yeah uh-uh and I mean like I I feel for him because he lost his daughter but right. like you can't take <laughs> other children yeah to replace the one you lost you just can't do it right you just can't and especially when you're a cop you can't no. well yeah but i mean you yeah. just you can't do it yeah it just it's not no i just mm-hmm. i mean i know there's like a lot of psychology that can go into that like you know explanation behind that but it's just like yeah just especially since he was a cop it like added that extra yeah like, layer of oh my gosh like no this really cannot happen um and so as nyla's um questioning joel about you know knowing carla and meeting her before um when so she's nyla like keeps kind of pressing him on the subject and but he's kind of not pushing back but just is like thinking that oh i'm not really a suspect yet so i can just go home and she's like no no no, hold on a second because she has to go well confer with gray and wesley for a little bit just to kind of Mm -hmm. see like what they can actually if they can actually hold him and on what kind of charges um but then in the meantime um angela's still over at well at uh drew's house and they find the smoking gun so to speak um which was olivia's favorite teddy bear that was buried in drew's backyard but um i think it was was it john that made the point of like anyone could access 
the backyard. Someone made the yeah. point that anyone could, um, you know, get back there. And so they're kind of thinking, oh, okay, well, Joel, because then what would he, what would he want to do if he couldn't get access to the crime scene? Then what would he do? He'd immediately throw suspicion onto someone else to get it mm-hmm. on him. So, and that person being a sex offender, he has that he has the knowledge right. that they're a sex offender. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Angela, or, um, Angela had brought Drew in, and like he's like, I don't know how that got there. You know, I didn't put it there. I don't have Olivia. All this stuff. Um, and meanwhile, Nyla's still focused on Chambers, and when she told him about the teddy bear and how they caught the man responsible quote unquote um she notices that joel doesn't ask about like how olivia is doing or anything about olivia and then so that's when nyla like as he he's finally okay you're free to go that's fine because they can't hold him um Mm -hmm. she turns back around to gray and is like i know it's him like she just she knows for sure that he's the one that's responsible and not drew um and so even though they do have to let him go um him and i guess it's like tim and his metro team like i don't know because he's still like sergeant so he's like the kind yeah. of the leader of the team but um, then like we i mean we see him working with people but he's usually <laughs> just like over the radio talking to them yeah like calling the shots yeah kind of. yeah um so they are on i guess surveillance of joel but oh my gosh this guy i mean I think you had tweeted it that like he since he's a cop he knows kind of how to evade mm-hmm. people but he like he not so much like traded his car for another car but he traded his car for a motorcycle but before that he like met up with someone in a different car to like hand off a bag and I was like yeah. this guy is like j- jumping through so many hoops mm-hmm. um, to get this you know to kind of escape uh the police and uh tim followed him for a good bit on the motorcycle um but he didn't want to cause a you know like innocent people getting hurt on the road um Mm -hmm. because of this chase that he was in that he was pursuing uh so he kind of like he calls it off um and so joel's kind of in the wind and uh selena's upset by this news and um this is where we see her kind of confront well i guess it was like directed at tim but gray happened to be there because they were talking yeah um but john thankfully was able to kind of rein her back in uh to get her to kind of focus on the current situation that she can not so much control but just that she can focus on like she can't focus on something she can't control Mm -hmm. um and so aaron and lucy came back and they've been um combing through joel's gps and found that he or his um logs and he they found out that he cleared a foreclosed home three days after meeting olivia so obviously he saw this opportunity and he ran with it as a place to like hold her um and so they all head over there they first put a a ball camera inside i didn't even know these types these types of things existed right i mean i had heard like i know of like you know i've seen on other shows how they 
I don't know, like make like a button, you know, look like a, yeah. or, you know, the camera look like a button or what, you know, like little tiny, tiny cameras. But like, I just had never um, seen a like camera go in like that. So it's, um, they use it to kind of get a look around and see um, kind of, well, one of there's any like, you know, kind of explosives or weapons that are immediately going to put them in danger but then also they see um olivia's kind of on, well she's on the on a mattress that's on the floor she's presumably passed out because like we saw joel had come back to the house earlier and kind of watched her for a little bit which was also very creepy yeah um but of course he also found the camera and he like shot it to death so they don't really have eyes in the house anymore um but john ends up going well i didn't really understand what he meant when he was like i'm gonna pass it through the door because he didn't actually go through the door he just like set it on the it's not even a porch but like the landing right the front of the house or whatever so he didn't actually pass it through the door but he went up with a phone um and joel um took the phone and tim tries to talk to him to no avail really uh but selena then calls joel on her phone and you know as much as it pains her to do it she's telling him what you know he wants to hear how he saved the kids and gave them a better life even though you know it's obviously not what she believes um but joel seemed to buy it because he he did let olivia go um and Selena like ran up and grabbed Olivia and got her to safety while the rest of the team breached the house. Um, Tim, I swear to God. Okay, so I watched, I rewatched this, like this little part of the scene. Did you actually see the gun that Chambers had or no? Were we just supposed to like assume that he had one? We were just supposed to assume. Okay. Because like, I like went back and like watched it and was like, I didn't actually see anything. What are they talking about? But then he had shot the camera. So we knew that he had one. I guess. Yeah. I guess I kind of, yeah. Nope. That's right. I guess I wasn't really putting that together. That makes sense. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So um, Tim had found uh, Chambers with a gun and we, we don't see it, but we find out that Tim was the one that um shot him because he wouldn't put the gun down so that's why we then well, we also don't see it but we nyla tells lucy that bradford's like in with ia so that's um the situation that they're in now and of course we have you know worried lucy but um nyla was there to kind of you know remind her that he'll be fine and she still wants to go talk to him like as soon as he does get out of meeting with um internal affairs but uh nyla tells her to let him talk to gray first uh and so they do talk for a minute they played the sad music that got to me they played this i mean i know it's like the same thing but it just like oh my gosh it just like brings me back to the first time we heard that in season one and i was like nope i don't like it I mean, I can understand why they use it, but still, I just, yeah. Um, and 
you know, Gray was telling Tim that even though, you know, Joel wanted to die, it doesn't mean he wasn't a dangerous man. And uh, Gray asked how he's doing and if there's anything he can do. And Tim's kind of like, I'll get back to you on that. Um, and so towards the end of the episode, we see, well, we see Selena and John standing off to the side uh, as Carla is visiting uh, Blanca's grave for the first time. Mm-hmm. And Selena, um, she had said, like, towards the beginning of the episode that she couldn't really feel, uh, like, she couldn't feel Blanca there, kind of with her, uh, like, she couldn't feel her presence at the grave, um, and she was kind of confused as to why, but now at the end of the episode, she kind of, you know, she knows why um, Blanca wasn't there anymore, she's moved on, which implies that she will soon do the same um and it's an emotional time especially when um we hear you know that Carla's blaming herself for what happened to her daughter but Selena uh tells her that she forgives her and they hug that was a nice moment because I was like yeah at least you get like some uh like repair in the mm-hmm. mother-daughter relationship for them so I thought that was good um yeah yeah and then we get uh Wolf has at home which I thought was so nice because we didn't like Wolf has at home yes it is so nice I love how I mean the rookie just does it so well like a mix of personal and like mm-hmm. personal storylines and then the work storylines yeah yeah and uh, we see Wesley, while well, Wesley had put um, Jack down and uh, Angela was uh, sitting on the couch, apparently reading a mommy blog about how not to have your kid get taken. Um, and I just love how Wesley was like, well, you're a badass, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and he, he's no slouch either. So, uh, you know, Jack and their new baby are are safe. And oh, my God, I just thought it was so funny, though, that he was like, well, we could always bring Charlie back. And Angela's like, oh, hell no. Yeah. Like, that's not happening. <laughs> Even though Wesley was like, it'd be for your peace of mind. And she's like, really? Yeah. No. <laughs> like, nice like are you kidding me? No. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, And I mean, I'll get a little more into Chenford of like the other thing, but I'm keeping the Chenford end scene here because it has to do with the how Tim's feeling about the case and stuff and um so we got to see we got to see them walking down the hallway like together together did you um, notice their hand placement too yeah. well, his was like on was... her thigh oh like right yeah I didn't see that beginning of season five yeah. and then hers was like on like his bicep it was so good it was so good and um you know Lucy asked him how he's doing with everything and she was going to tell him about exercising before bed right like okay yeah um and but he beat her to the punch in mentioning it and she's like but I just want to be helpful and like he knows that and he thanks her which I thought was good um and of course we get the like study buddies thing which I thought was cute Mm -hmm. because it's like him knows like I don't know it was just nice because like that's like the callback to what was it season two at the beginning of season two i think yeah. which was nice um 
They're just and, so cute. Yeah. That's all. No, I know. And then like the like it that's true, you owe me. And he's like, nope. And she's yes, you do. And he's like, okay. Like he's yeah. so like he just goes along with like Lucy can say pretty much anything. <laughs> He'd be like, okay. Call back to Tim Bradford saying, I'm not a softie. Yeah. Really? Because you folded really easily. Please. Yeah. Um, and then so let's see, we have one, two. We um, we had not only two couples, we had three couples, like mm-hmm. seeing how they end their day. Um, which I don't I don't know, maybe it's because I don't watch The Bachelor, but I just thought it was so funny. It was like I didn't know if this was like a shameless like ABC plug, you know, because it's like on the same yeah. network or what, but I just didn't I think I it was a shameless plug. I just didn't buy that they would watch The Bachelor. I just didn't. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I found the entire thing funny. I'm like, I, I didn't buy it, but I just found it hilarious because, yeah, yeah it just, yeah. Yeah. Well, and like the whole thing, like, I don't even know. Like the whole Balin thing was literally like, they weren't even like three full scenes of them. Mm-hmm. Of like, ba- like this, it wasn't even a side storyline. It was like yeah. a, a side of a side of a side storyline you know like yeah. it because it was literally like it was you know there are three hours until you know bailey's day off is done and like at the start of the episode we heard them you know discuss how she doesn't really do downtime but she promises that she'll do absolutely nothing today and then it cuts over to the search party for olivia and bailey joined but then that was after she resanded and finished the furniture <laughs> Because her hands were all messed up, and I was like, wow, she really can't do. Yeah. Like, she really can't do nothing. Even yeah. It's not really grammatically correct. Um, but yeah, so now she now she's back home with John, and they're, like I said, going to catch up on The Bachelor, apparently. Um, okay, I can totally see her watching reality shows, you know, dating shows like that. John Nolan, on the other hand, watching that stuff don't see it but somehow i find it hilarious that he does yes i I just felt like bailey was kind of like a well i guess she's not really a cynic i don't really know what to, i just i just wasn't buying it for either of them to be watching the bachelor okay i don't know why i don't I like wasn't buying it. i don't know i feel like she didn't i love i love bailey and i love jenna dewan but i feel like she didn't really need to be in this episode like there wasn't much there for her but i can appreciate that she was and i do like that she was um because you know like her and john have kind of taken selena like underneath their wing and like you know it was nice for her to be in it but looking back i'm kind of like did she need to be in it like she did help out with the search party but even then like there wasn't really a need to they just like kind of threw her in there but I also, I love Jenna and I love Bailey. So, I mean, I won't, you know, say no to seeing her. But I was just kind of like, like, after watching it, I was like, did she need to be in it? I don't know. But, yeah, yes. it's kind of my thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because, like, you know, they're, like, sitting on the couch and they, like, kind of going, recapping their day, you know. They saved a kid. Selena got closure. And, you know, there's still three hours left of Bailey's day off. So, and then before John even like flips on the TV, Bailey's asleep on his shoulder. So mm-hmm. he may or may not still 
turn the TV on to watch episodes without her, though. Which, and then they did the little, like, as the TV clicked on, like, mm-hmm. on screen, it, like, clicks off for us, which I thought yeah. was fun. Like, I like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just find it funny that, like, he was like, yeah, I'm still gonna watch The Bachelor without you. I'm like, I, I don't know. I guess I don't know that many guys that watch The Bachelor. I mean, I so. know, I've known some, too, like, because their girlfriends make them. Yeah. Um, but, like, I just don't know how John would be able to follow any of it. <laughs> like, I've had to, like, write about the show, therefore yeah. watch it myself. Yeah. And I've never seen any, like, previous... Well, I've seen a few episodes of like previous seasons for other um, pieces that I've written about it. But um, yeah, I've never watched a full season all the way through. I've only had to do like research on, you know, the the cast um, and things like that. But I can barely follow what's going on half the time. Yeah. So like, I just don't know how he could. But... You definitely like can't watch it like out of order, or, like out of context. Like I caught one episode the other night and i was like i don't know who these people are but they're like right here at the end and Mm -hmm. i haven't watched it again i did watch a couple of seasons and i don't know i just like couldn't get into it i'm just not a fan of reality tv shows though so i mean i have like i have my certain ones like Mm -hmm. but just not i guess not reality dating television shows or like well, I'm not really a reality competition person either, so I guess put those two together, and I'm definitely not going to watch if it's a competition yeah. dating show. Um, yeah, but you know, it's popular, that's for sure. But yeah. now they've done an American Idol kind of like shameless mm-hmm. plug and mm-hmm. a Bachelor, so mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, that's true. I kind of forgot that they did American Idol, which is. I don't know how I could forget that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that one I, was more, like, involved, though. Like, Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. That was, they like, had the judges the, there and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not, I mean, it was, like, a really drawn-out cold open. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So, that was kind of the, well, it was the literal end of the episode when they had the TV turn on mm-hmm. when the episode end um but that's just for the sake of this it's the end for the kidnapping uh storylines and whatnot um and so we have a little bit on chenford of course because duh <laughs> like <laughs> how could we not talk about yeah it? i mean we would be remiss if we did not talk about this like domesticated yeah. chenford mm-hmm. moment so yeah well which i thought it was like kind of not funny but just like why did they not just show the whole entire scene because like they showed pretty much i don't know 75 percent of it why not just show the whole thing yeah um but i mean because we started off with um pink top and jacket wearing tim bradford coming out of lucy's room and Lucy, I guess, had already been up and she was kind of working um, at her kitchen counter. And so everyone else is assuming, right, that Tim's pretty much moved in. Yeah. <laughs> and I much. love the memes about Kojo, like <laughs> of the dog, like holding the leash in his mouth, like walking. Himself. I don't I don't think I've seen those. 
I don't think I that I've seen those. hilarious. It's like live, live look at Kojo right now. And it's just the dog pulling the leash walking. Himself. I've seen a tweet from M at Cosarsis Epic on Twitter. And it was like the gif of, I think it was from Cinderella. Yeah. Of like the person like blowing the dust and sh- mm. and they wrote mm. like when Tim Bradford finally goes home or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I just assume that he's just moved in there now. I mean Which it's... I mean I no, I don't know. I mean I, I don't mind it. Maybe they just don't use the like other like his the stuff yeah. for his house. But it just would make more logical sense if she were to move into his house. Yeah. As opposed yeah, to definitely would. him staying at her apartment. <laughs> like right. I don't know. But yeah. whatever. Cause I mean, I know there's Samara to think about and everything, which Oh, I'm excited that she'll be back next week. Yeah. We didn't really talk about the promo. Next episode, yeah. Or, we sorry, will, yeah, we will because week. Jeez. Um, the promo is literally crazy. I like they're dropped both my crazy though. For like yeah. for rookie and for feds too. Yeah. Was, but yeah, no, because like when I was getting ready to um tweet um for feds, um, I like had turned on my TV or whatever and I was like okay i have like you know 60 seconds left i get to catch the promo and then all i said was like oh my god oh my yeah. god oh my god i was <laughs> like no. i was like do i live tweet the promo of reaction do i text carrie and like i was like <laughs> i don't know what to do and i'm stressed and like i have you know five seconds until fed starts <laughs> but yeah it was yeah. it's a crazy promo like yeah that's always the struggle i can't believe it yeah like how to live tweet the promo yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah but anyway um so back to current day chenford um tim's tired he was like out all night with metro trying to catch a uh suspect and lucy had you know waited up for him but he got in too late um and then i don't know like he just like open like had the jacket open or whatever like mm-hmm. showing the wound and was like i'm like what is like i mean what's the I context of this yeah but i was just like is this supposed to be like okay like yes you got hurt like poor tip like not that i didn't mind it but i was just like well duh of course she's gonna be like oh no like are you okay yeah um, but i mean it was nice because we got the like oh babe comment from lucy you know concerned girlfriend moment which was good i just didn't i just didn't get it like it was so not random but i wasn't really well it wasn't like a huge gash or anything no i mean i didn't think so at least so yeah um but anyway um so he um notices that she's studying and asks you know what's all this for and uh she thought that she told him already that she's studying for the for the detectives exam um he was like, well, no, I don't, I don't think so. She's like, well, this is what I'm doing. Um, and <laughs> yeah. she's, you know, Lucy being Lucy, she's kind of worried about scoring in the top 12, even though she has Angela and Nyla backing her. And this was this was the part of the sneak peek that we saw. Um, and, you know, Tim's confident that she will make it. Um, and, you know, we have the Chenford kiss, which was always nice. Um, but then he like sighs and like says that they'll have to get used to not seeing each other as much with their differing schedules, like Metro versus detective schedule. And then we get, you know, 
a saddened slash worried girlfriend Lucy Chen as opposed to just concerned for Tim she's kind of concerned about oh well that's true um so she has that kind of weighing on her a little bit um and then when she's discussing the exam with Nyla like at the station uh Smitty kind of happens to walk up and mentions how one of the detectives has it out for Lucy but of course he doesn't know which one (laughs) Mm -hmm. he just stands there sips his drink and wishes her luck anyhow because you know even if she did you know well that you know the detective not you know like having a I don't know like a grudge against her would kind of tank tank that for her or could um and so of course Smitty's comments make Lucy kind of go into a like worrisome tailspin and she's talking to Aaron about it uh and Aaron essentially is like um maybe don't listen to everything Smitty says maybe you know just a thought Mm -hmm. um and then a little bit later like it cuts in and out of this um we well we don't well no that's a lie I was gonna say it like cuts back and forth like we see Lucy answer the phone we see Smitty on the phone with her mm-hmm. and he's like don't worry about the detective thing like I you know I'm on it I'm gonna figure it out and she's like oh no don't but he's already hung up and yeah um and essentially looks at her and he's like yeah no you're not gonna make that now <laughs> but there yeah. are other jobs right and she's kind of like dejected and I was like oh poor Lucy <laughs> um but also Smitty with his big gulp is a saga and so, I love that it was so funny it reminded me of the um gif I don't know who made it I feel like Emily from the rookie rewatch might have made it like on her like on the I don't know whatever the gif like page is mm-hmm. I think it's like tenor or something um but it's like of smitty like with a drink in the car when he was riding with jackson that one yeah episode um and so it just like reminded me of that gift that's all i thought about in that scene um and so i was literally so shocked though that smitty actually like he actually figured it out like he got a result (laughs) because like when um like when he had originally made the comments you know lucy had like turned to Nyla and was like well what if he you know is he right and she's like rarely (laughs) (laughs) you know so I was like okay maybe it is just you know Smitty reading too much into something but um apparently uh Detective Prim is the one who has it out for her um because of the whole five five player trade uh shtick that she pulled to get him into Metro in the first place and you know, Nala did warn her about it, and Lucy knows that, but you know, she's still a little a little worried. Um, which I don't really like because it's I mean, I I guess I can understand it how it would kind of come back around to, you know, kind of bite her, but like it's Lucy Chen. Like, how could you not yeah. like Lucy Chen? You right. know? I do kind of like though that they did a callback to it because it's yeah. kind of like Yeah, that was a little like kind of out of the norm for Mm -hmm. Tim to get a promotion like that like usually all of your friends don't help you you know get a new position like that and so 
it was kind of like there is going to be some repercussions or kind of like backlash from it right and so i'm kind of glad that i came back mm-hmm. it was at least called back so yeah i mean i'm just glad that they ended on kind of a happier note though with like him asking you know taking all study for the exam and you know like they they had we had that happier note to like end on for them so it wasn't just like mm-hmm. oh, okay let's cut the you know cut it off at you know lucy being all worried again yeah um so that was good i kind of want to actually see them study that's what i was gonna say <laughs> that's what i was gonna say okay now melissa said that there's a lot more to come for chenford i'm gonna need them sitting on the couch together studying maybe like her legs are kind of like over his lap or something kind like of what they did with Nolan with John and Lucy at the very beginning. Yeah, kind of. I don't want. Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I like. I want that. <laughs> also, if her hair could be in that messy bun again, and her in that shirt. Yes, please, mm-hmm. please. Was that yeah. Tim's shirt though? That's the real question that we need to f- find out. The answer. I, mean, to. I don't know. I mean, it kind of reminds, it just the, like, the oversized fit of it. Mm-hmm. But then again, I don't, re- I mean, I've done, like, a lot of, like, fashion articles, like, men's fashion articles in my other job. And, like, they don't usually have, like, that bold of a, like, um, it's not even a pinstripe, but kind of, you know, like, running yeah. down it. But See, to me, the- it looked, like, girly. And that's where I was, like, I don't think it's Sims. Yeah, but then it was just like but, so oversized. Yeah, I was like nah. But then I was like, yeah, it's probably hers. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Maybe that's the point. It's supposed to be, yeah, ambiguous. No, that's not. Wait, is that the right word? No, it's supposed to be baggy. I oh yeah, yeah. Like, okay, yeah. It's supposed it. to, like it can work for like. It could be like a guy's shirt or a girl shirt. I just don't know yeah. the word for that. Kind of like unisex, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, that it? Yeah. yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> We're clearly doing well. Great. Shepherds <laughs> short-circuited our brains. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I need I need that messy bun back. And like the pen in the hair, I need all of that back for Lucy yeah, I, Jen, missed, I didn't so. notice the pen in the hair. I was just so focused on like, oh, the shirt's cute, her hair's cute, like everything's, you know, and then we had Tim and Catherine yeah. clothes too. So see when I saw the sneak peek. I noticed like everything about her before I even like paid attention to what the sneak peek was about. I was like <laughs> Lucy Chen right here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Tim Bradford sleeping in tank tops. I mean, that's just I feel like that's a very Tim Bradford thing for him. Yeah. Like he's not gonna sleep in a t-shirt, but that's like sleeping shirtless i feel like is too much for him like he needs a good in between so yeah yeah fair (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) moving on i just thought it was funny because like i was gonna put in the outline like tank top tim but then i was like worried i was gonna trip over it (laughs) yeah i just said that so i was like say that three times fast yeah Yeah, exactly no but yeah, yeah that's kind of it for the Tenford thing even though I mean we assume it's going to come back up obviously with the yeah it would be interesting progression of it hopefully it would be a positive direction 
for Lucy mm-hmm. anyway, because it'd be nice if she got and not even like that she has to get promoted by the end of the season, but just I mean, could she at least take the exam for crying out loud? I mean, she could take it and pass it, and then maybe they just don't have a position open yet. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. I don't know. And we do have some listener thoughts. Uh, Valerie had said, uh, really liked the episode. Uh, they particularly particularly liked the radio communication uh, when following the Dirty Cop. Uh, and the uh, they liked the tactical stuff more than uh, the average fan. She would like to get to know how the tanks work for real. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and uh, she said a guy that old still being a P3 seems nuts. Oh, like um, Chambers. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and guy never got a raise. Oh, yeah. I guess not. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I mean, it probably also just depends on like where he works, like what station yeah. or like the, because he is a P3, yeah. maybe his like like raise or whatever like caps out or something. Like, I would yeah, think he would yeah. obviously get a raise if he was like to go up to detective, but yeah. Um, Haley had said both episodes of the night were good. I'm glad on the rookie that Selena finally had closure to her sister's death. Same. Mm-hmm. Also, I was telling my friend, I was like, oh, dare I say that Chicago, or that The Rookie is giving Lisseth way more to work with than Chicago PD did? And my friend was like, oh. yes. But also, Chicago PD has, has issues with, like, character-centric stuff. Like, they don't, like, follow through with it. So the continuity and, like, focusing more on, like, personal lives and stuff in The Rookie is what they're better at, so... It's like yes mm-hmm. and even more of a reason for them to please keep selena around because mm-hmm. the entire fandom loves her and i was reading an article today like um about why lisette like left or like um pd like didn't continue with her storyline and it was because they said quote unquote the audience didn't jive with her which like hi that was not totally true but yeah so keep loving selena everyone because we love her and we want her to stay mm-hmm. yeah yeah um is it cassie i think cassie? so yeah okay cassie um had said both episodes were great uh selena got closure and we got some nice domestic jenford and Wilbez. yes that was nice mm-hmm um blessed turtle had said gotta admit this case was heavy for me i never really take stuff involving kids very well but at least we got two silver linings out of it first selena finally getting closure and starting the healing process on her strained relationship with her mom took everything i had not to tear up at them hugging it out at blanca's grave literally same like i just i love their like i loved how i i just love the progression of that relationship and then Second, seeing everyone work together on a single case was great. Yeah, we haven't seen, like, a huge team scene. Well, we have, but, like, I don't know. It's always just nice to see. So, 
They also said that Wesley was a surprising standout for them. The scene of him helping build a bulletproof case against Officer Chambers is really well done. And wow. speaking of Officer Chambers, hats off to the writers for being bold enough to make him the culprit. Dirty cops on TV shows almost always are almost always involved in narcotics or police brutality. Yeah, that's true. Like mm-hmm. he was just he was just a patrol officer, yeah. and he was a dirty cop. Um, and they said to have a dirty cop be a ch- serial child kidnapper is something I would have never guessed. Mm-hmm. They also said, I hope Tim isn't too affected by what he had to do at the end. He tried to brush it off by saying it wasn't his first time, but that doesn't matter. He still took a man's life. And in, un- and unless he's a sociopath, he's going to be affected by it. Yeah. Yeah, you could tell Tim was very shaken up. And I was like what's what's gonna happen because when he was walking into gray's office like i was getting nervous for a minute i was like oh no something's not gonna be good um but they also said still can't get the worried look on lucy's face out of my mind she's so in love with him it isn't even funny tim was right though even if they don't get to see each other much once lucy's a detective they'll be fine yeah yeah Mm -hmm. nothing can like break up chenford I mean, I say that, but then looking at the promo next week or for next episode, I don't know. I think they'll be fine though. There's a rumor, there was like rumors going around though the first night that the promo dropped about like why Isabel's back. And I'm like, no, no. Because no, there would have been no, no. There's, I mean, if, if non canon Chenford can survive the, uh, chaos that you know isabel kind of left in her wake in mm-hmm. season one then pretty sure canon chenford can survive right. one visit yeah from her i just think it's so like oh my gosh i'm like i'm more excited than i am nervous just because Same. like i never thought in a million <laughs> bazillion years that we'd actually see isabel yeah. again and just like it's the same actress which obviously i mean it would be but like Sometimes shows, like, if they take a character like out, like, season, yeah, they recast. Yeah. So I was like, oh, no, it's actually her. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I also love how Tamara was in the promo, and she was like, wait, is that the ex-wife? <laughs> yeah, it's like, thank and you I was for like, recapping that for everyone. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. It was yeah. funny. I don't know. I'll be interested to see why Isabel is back, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. And Tim telling Lucy, I mean... Hopefully, like, well, I don't know, because they were all, like, in the apartment, and yeah. well, it looks Mara like they were wearing the, the same stuff. Yeah. So. so I'm wondering, like, if he tells her, kind of, like, clues her in well before she gets there, or if it's, like, he tells her, and then there's a knock on the door, or, like, there's a knock on the door, and Lucy's, like, what, what is she doing here? Yeah, I'll be know. interested to see, like, when he tells her, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah i don't know that's i mean oh yeah and then skip Teresa randy coming back like nyla's face when everything with that goes down like i am so ready to see nyla and john back <laughs> together like as a partnership i just can't wait for the memes yes <laughs> yeah because i mean even in the promo like john being like seriously what the hell is going on like same uh-huh. yeah yeah but yeah, no, I'm excited. But, like, also, okay, so if Nyla and John are back together, 
surely we'll get to see Aaron still, right? I don't know. I feel like Aaron so. would ride with Nyla sometimes. And Selena's then not going to be in this episode. Or I guess she could be just maybe like desk duty or something. Yeah, I don't know. Her I mean, rookie like time has been very different than even like Aaron's was. Like we have not seen a plain clothes day. We haven't seen, I mean, really like anything that we've seen with other rookies. Mm-hmm. But I also get it because they can't be doing the same thing like multiple times. Like it'll just get old, but mm-hmm. yeah. But I don't know. They I feel like it would also be kind of fun to see something that like Selena has to do that Lucy Jackson and Nolan and even Aaron had to do that we didn't get to see. What that would be, I don't know, but like mm-hmm. I don't know, just kind of showing like what one of the things in her rookie book or whatever she has to do that like we didn't see the others do, but they also had to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but that is about it for the rookie, I think. I mean, I don't have any other notes. Do you? No. Just Chunford. Mm-hmm. They're pretty. And domesticated. And it's adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But we'll get into the rookie feds now, which this was a heavy episode as far as, like, case-wise. There was just a lot of case. But, like, there were good one-liners in it. I enjoyed it. And just, like, good was, moments. Yeah. It was a good episode. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, this was definitely one of the episodes where, I mean, a lot of them lately, but, like, one of them where I was, like, the, ro- the feds just needs to be the first hour. Like, it it just needs to be, because there was just a lot. But um, we'll kind of start off with Simone, the inventory business tycoon storyline. Um, and... It's mentioned that Simone and Brendan have fallen behind it in their coloring books, which, side note, I still love that they call them the coloring books. Like, I don't know. (laughs) And Carter just reminds them that if they don't complete every task in the coloring book, like, no amount of heroics will keep them in the FBI. So Brendan gets his assignment, and Simone's doing inventory for hers. And Gars is like, every item that the Bureau issues to employees has to be accounted for, everything from phones and computers to weapons. And even state players. And so, like, Simone looks back over to Carter and asks why he's smiling. And she's like, you have to do this with me. And he's like, nope, I got the day off. Inventory doesn't require adult supervision because it takes place at the Bureau, which it's an adult supervision for me. Like, the way that he said that, I was like, okay, I don't know. It was just funny. And then he's like, I'm taking some personal time. And so Simone's just like, then why did you even come in? And this part i was not expecting to be funny but it was and he's just like to see the look on your face and he just like laughs and walks away yeah well she does the look and he's like that look and i was like yeah that was that was the part for me yeah i was like yep (laughs) and immediately i was like i need this memed right now and the rookie feds account came through and i was like thank god this partnership everything about it is hilarious i loved it um, but I also liked seeing Simone work with someone different this week, which we'll get into that because it was interesting. Um, and so Simone like starts working through the inventory checklist. She's like meeting with individuals who have every excuse in the book to make her job harder. 
and so she walks closing in doors on her yeah and I was like <laughs> I just thought it was so funny because she was like I know you did not just close this door on me like she she was not having it no today. but also like kudos to her for like keep going at it like obviously what else is she gonna do like she has to get the stone but she was like not gonna let it get her down so she like walks into agent baylor's office who was the guy whose department she was supposed to be in on the on her first day and he's less than thrilled to see her and she's just like you know i'm on inventory duty like i need your help and so he gives her this business card with like a complete list of items that she needs and the corresponding serial numbers because he's got it like ready and the rest of his team does the same and so simone then like goes to talk to chuck who is in like the like electronics room or something and this dude doesn't ever say a word but it's just so funny the way that he like goes about everything and she's like yeah i need like all the unassigned department cell phones and without saying a word he's just basically like hold my beer and he gives her this big box and she's just like thanks like you know because she starts like going into if you could just like tell me where they are that would even be helpful and he's just like yeah no i got them right here And so, like, she's about to leave when one of the phones starts ringing and a woman on a woman is on the other line and she's looking for Agent Mike Jeffers. And someone's like, I don't know who he is, but like, I can help. And she's telling this woman that she's an FBI agent, too. Um, But of course, I mean, this woman is like obviously divulging all this information before Simone can. So Simone's like, "Okay, I know that this is like a legit thing. And so once she finds out that Mike Jeffers is or was an FBI agent, like, someone's like, I gotta go find someone who knows more. And so, you know, the caller is like, it's a matter of life or death. Like, I need to talk to him. And so Simone, like, asks another agent who he is. And she's like, you know, he died a few months ago. And so Simone tells the caller who's ready to hang up. And Simone's like, no, like, I can help. She tries to get her to stay on the phone longer, like, to ultimately track it. And the caller is like, yeah, I heard, I overheard something that I wasn't supposed to, and I'm just not sure what to do. So, like, she hears some noise in the house then, and the line goes dead. Um, and it turns out that the phone couldn't be traced. And so Simone, like, starts telling Garza everything, and he asks, like, if this is a desperate attempt at getting out of inventory duty. And she's like, no, it's not. It's just, you know, caught a case. So Garza tells her that Officer Baylor was Jeffers' former partner. And her face right before she's about to go is very relatable to when you don't want to do something at work. But yeah. So then Baylor is like all sarcastic when she walks in. Simone like attempts to get right down to business and describes like even describing the caller's voice gives Baylor kind of like a hint and he ends up giving her the name Gracie Hunt. So Simone's, like, leaving to talk to Gracie, and Baylor's, like, you can't go alone, like, you need a senior agent, and so Simone's, like, well, then come, like, you know, if it's not you, it's gonna be someone else, so Baylor just, like, goes, and they get to Gracie's house, they find her dead, and so Baylor's just, like, well, maybe she called to talk to Mike and get, you know, who would talk her out of using and once she found out he was dead like you know they just pushed her over the edge and someone's Simone knows better she's like no that does not track and so he Baylor mentions that Gracie was like in and out of rehab so an accidental OD is possible and there were no signs of break-in so like 
it does look like she did this herself. And Baylor says that it's an LAPD jurisdiction, not something for the feds. Like, this dude is not wanting to work with it. And so Simone just stresses, you know, she's like, it was a murder of a federal informant. Like, this does fall under us. And Baylor, again, just stresses that he does not want to work on this case. But, like, Garza is just, you know, Garza kind of talks him into it, saying, like, he's the only one with as much insight and, like, you know it's just it's gonna be easier if he just works with them and so they walk out of Garza's office and someone like starts sharing her idea with Baylor and he's just like nope stop talking and do what you're told and I don't like that not at all like no don't tell Simone to basically sit in the corner like she's got this yeah no one puts Simone in a corner yeah I think that's the yeah line (laughs) yeah so Baylor and Simone um, are in a disagreement that they have evidence, but like according to Gracie's dealer, she left the game early and was clearly upset by something. So Baylor just like insisted it's nothing and Simone's like, well, it gives credibility to why what she said, what she called like. And so they found out that on the screen, there were seven high rollers that night at the game. And so they basically have to bring them all in t- for questioning, but Baylor is against this. They just disagree the entire time, which it, it was nice to kind of see someone like disagreeing with Simone. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to see her like standing up to them and being like, no, like this is like I'm following my instincts here. But it was kind of like, okay, at some point they have to not disagree. And we'll get to that. But so Baylor's against it. Simone's like, well, we do have an in with Gideon Taff, who is an actor and like you know, was one of the high rollers there. Um, but it turns out that he's also Brendan's nemesis. And so Simone's like, don't worry about sweet talk and be like, I got this. And as she walks out of the room, Baylor is just like, is she always like this? And Garza's just like, he doesn't even look at him while responding. He's just like, yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah. But Simone always gets the job done and she always figures it out. So don't underestimate Simone Clark. So just as Simone's like walking out of like the presentation room, we don't like have a formal name for this. I don't know. It's just a giant room. (laughs) Like I want to call it like a lecture room, but I feel like that's more like college. I don't know. I just called it a presentation room because like the big screen. Um, Giant screen. So it's like she walks out. She like runs into Brendan, and she's like just the person I was looking for. And so they give each other like a quick update on their day. Basically, both having rough days. (laughs) <laughs> and i also just love their friendship like yes. love it so much like at the beginning when he was like when yes. they were like go up to, went up to each other i was just and they did the little like handshake, handshake. thing and i was like oh i just love them yeah <laughs> because because we also saw one for selena and thorson on the oh, rookie right. in this episode yeah right i just i love it and then when brendan was like of course you know i'd do anything for you like I just I love well one I just love Brendan Akers like the man is literally sunshine in a bottle um but I just love Simone and Brendan's friendship so yeah so she mentions Gillian's name and he's he just doesn't even let her get the question out he's like no yeah he's like except for that (laughs) yeah yeah and Simone's like I just need you to like I just need to talk to him like without his lawyer so you know can you just like get him to come in 
And she's like, I wouldn't ask if it wasn't important. And so he ultimately agrees. And then it turns out that Gideon won't talk. And so Simone, like, obviously texts Brendan and, you know, he ends up going into the interrogation room. And after he says, like, oh, you know, Gideon's a method actor, like, he won't break character. And he's like, yeah, you guys just have to play by his rules. And so Brendan goes in, Simone, like, him and Simone are going in. He's taking the lead. And... Simone just like cuts right to the chase and she's like did you overhear anything like I'm done playing these games and so Gideon's like well I did record the game because I'm trying to perfect my English accent and so he shares the recording with them the digital forensic team was able to like isolate the background and they got a snippet of it um but the audio is too distorted to like hear who the speaker actually is so they don't really know who the target is um, or who ordered the hit so basically they're not like any farther on the case and Baylor's just like yeah we'll just have to like fall back on the research and he doesn't fail to mention that that's something that Simone would have perfected had she stayed in his department but I liked the next part where he kind of like guides her on what they need um, and so then like Simone listens to, to the audio a couple more times and she mentions that this guy is like speak like he could be covering up a stutter because he's speaking very methodically. And so Baylor and Simone just kind of like put the pieces together um, and they work as a partnership. And, you know, it's like they're one pretty much nice moment of the episode. And so they find a clue that leads them to narrow in on their suspect and they go to pick up uh, Mitch Ballard who ends up running. They, they, you know, they end up getting him and, Ballard's not talking like and Baylor ended up taking himself off the case so Gars is like I know that's a little bit more complicated of why Baylor took himself off the case and he was just given a harsh reminder of like how dangerous field work can be because he's requested to work behind the desk um so Simone like tells Baylor about Ballard and they still have time to like stop the hit and everything and he's just like I'm not going back out there um, but Simone says that, you know, she kind of like talks him up and like, you know, gives him a little pep talk and says that, um, she thinks that they can solve the case. And like, you know, if they do a deep dive and find out who Ballard wants dead, like, you know, they can kind of figure it out. And so Baylor tells everyone in his department to stop what they're doing. They've got a new research target. Um, they end up finding Ballard's target like later on and, it's his boss and like he has a it's because of money but they find out that they have to find out what Delfort Delford's leverage point is and so the team's mobilizing they end up going to a cemetery where there's a funeral being held for um his long lost high school girlfriend which we saw her in the cold open um yeah it was kind of I was I was not expecting one let alone two deaths like that but yeah um and so the hitmen are like watching delford and like they see the fbi pull up and the one hitman that's like out kind of taking care of business or whatever um starts walking away from delford after shaking his hand and the guy like ends up falling to the ground with a nerve agent on his hand and so garza stops logan who's like walking back to the car while the hitman's like driving away no one has eyes on the car driving away, but, you know, they're kind of 
worrying about Logan at this point. And so Logan's in the interrogation room, not talking. Garza tells them, you know, they know that someone else was there. Like, they just need the name. And, you know, Garza kind of goes out to talk to Simone. And, you know, he's like, we're not going to find the killer, like, you know, anytime today. So we'll just start looking tomorrow. Um, But she has to complete inventory duty. And Simone's, like, not thrilled about that. But, you know, it is what it is. And so... Simone's working in Baylor's office at the end of the episode and, you know, he asks her if she's the reason why there's rumor going around that he broke the de- the back of the Delford case single-handedly. And she doesn't really answer, but, like, he assumes that she wants to thank you. And she's like, I actually just want forgiveness from my first day. And they have a nice moment at the end. So I hope that we kind of get to see them work together a little bit more. Um but yeah so yeah it was a good it was a good like episode for Simone and I don't know I liked I mean I love when she works with Carter and I miss seeing them like actually working together but it was nice to see her kind of working with someone else and I'm glad that they kind of did the callback from her first day too so yeah 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 can I just say I finally figured out um who Gideon reminded me of when he was doing that ridiculous accent he yeah. reminded me of uh Jason Statham um the actor like he was in I just know him from like the heat I know he's been in other mm-hmm. action movies or not the heat um shoot now I don't know what it's called um it's a different Melissa McCarthy movie that I can't think of right now identity um, theft no the, uh spy that's it Um, okay no but literally like while he was talking it was bothering me the whole entire time so i was like i have heard that exact voice on someone else and it was just oh my god it's just exactly like um, yeah jason in that movie oh my god it killed me he's so (laughs) funny in that movie anyway sorry just had to say that (laughs) that's what it reminded me of yeah yeah. i just thought it was so funny though because like brendan played along with it so well Mm-hmm. but like he was so in character so yes of course like he has to know the information right he's a, he's a you know special agent i'm like he's not he's a method actor for crying out yeah. loud not even a very good one yeah well and even simone was like all right i'm done with this daniel dumb lewis and i was like <laughs> oh my god yeah and she's like you have to work on your accent because yeah. it's ridiculous it's a whack like, or yeah. something oh my god Great. oh my god it was so good i yes. <laughs> i Sorry, love the continue. rookie for their comedy i love it yeah. but great. yeah so next we have brunson because they're adorable and yeah i mean oh gosh like i said brendan is just sunshine in a bottle like please wrap him in bubble wrap yeah so garza tells brendan that he and laura are going on like this burn run as a part of his coloring book activity and they're basically following a truck with like old evidence of adjudicated cases to a burn site where they'll be destroyed didn't they do something like this in the rookie and like season one not with the rookies following the truck or was it but like it was like a case that they had to kind of like pass off they were like kind of doing a sting or something i remember it because it was like season one. Oh gosh or maybe season two because i think nyla might have been in there oh, uh-huh. it was like 
remember there was like a shootout on the freeway or something oh that's right when tim and lucy had to stop the fake cops yeah so that was the first episode of season two i think so it was before nyla but yeah season two Okay. Yeah, I get like they were following something. It was kind of similar because yeah. they were following like old cases or something, but yeah. yeah so case. Yeah. So Laura's just like over to the side smiling, nodding. She's like, Yeah, it's it's fine. We're you know, that's that's the job today. And I mean, every bit of her is probably just hating it on the inside. But Brendan's like, Why are you so happy? Like and she's just like, I just am. Let's go. And he's just puzzled. I like Sweet how both Brendan. the rookies like asked their training agents like why they were so happy or smiling. Yeah. And I yes. was like, that's so true. Yeah. Oh <laughs> like my they were both too happy. Yeah. About their yeah. situations. <laughs> well, and Brendan, oh my gosh. So Brenton's en route for the burn run and Brendan just like questions if burning the evidence is the right thing to do, which like he has a good point like is that the right thing to do but i guess they probably all have it computerized too and so laura's just like well it won't be needed again and like whatever is on the truck belongs to cases that have gone through the appeals process they've been sentenced settled and like they're done and she's like basically we just go to sit there and watch it burn um and brendan's like something is up with you like you know he's like you can't possibly be enjoying this and you're letting me drive which is weird and brendan is just kind of like spinning out about this and he asks what she's looking at because she's like very like into the ipad that she's looking at and she's smiling and everything and she she doesn't even beat around the bus she's just like i bought a house no big deal or i put in an offer for a house and he's happy for her smiling like he's you know he pats her arm like i'm still not over that this thing ever yeah I literally, it's, I don't even, like, I was so focused on that. I mean, not that I don't love Jennifer, but I was just like, oh my god, they're the cutest thing ever. Like, yeah. It, oh it really is. It was so I good. mean, at this point, like, whether they become romantic couple, they're just platonic friends, like, I don't care. Yeah, they are literally so, just was, so cute. Yeah. Well, I'm like 99.9% sure this is like the scene that, like, when Kevin had posted on his stories or whatever, the like, oh mm-hmm. no, oh no thing. Like, I'm 99.9% yeah. sure that that was like the scene. I think so. So, I wonder, like, if once they become like they're not like rookies anymore, they're not probies as they call them, if they'll still remain in the same partnerships. I guess it could just be like the rookie. I mean, once they become once they're not probies anymore they could decide that they want to go into like a different department i hope that they don't but i guess but it's like because garza's team is like so specialized like right picked each and every one of them yeah to be a part of that team so like once they're not probies anymore they still remain in the unit and then i guess they could just still be partners yeah and maybe they would just get to switch up so we'd actually see simone and brendan like out in yeah. the field together or something like we did with lucy and jackson that one day yeah yeah um, yeah i wonder if like sad. i know i know i'm so sad like i miss jackson um i wonder like if we'll get to see because we haven't gotten to see brendan and carter work together 
yet right like they haven't done like Not a switch really. up in partnerships no their only interaction was when brendan thought that carter was dating antoinette mm-hmm. which was still one of the funniest things ever yeah especially when simone shouted it across the room yeah <laughs> Hey, Carter. Yeah, he's like, why the hell would you say that, let alone shout it across and then just come over here? Oh my god, it's so great. I love James. I love just the way that oh he god. like yeah. just the way that he like puts it out there. I don't know. I don't know how best to explain it, but I love it. Just I love the it. delivery of like all the lines yes. that are so relatable. It just oh my god, absolutely yeah. kills me. When he yeah. like he likes all of our tweets, so that's really nice. Yeah. Of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um so he's just like you know he's very happy for her it's smiling like it's it's adorable so she's like yeah i put on an offer the night before i'm waiting to hear back and you know i just need a task that requires zero brain power hence the burn run also though accurate laura like yeah yeah definitely i mean we all just kind of need some zero brain power tasks from time to time standing and staring yeah so he asks where it is she shows him a picture and his first reaction is that it's adorable and she's obviously not a fan of that and she's like assuming that by him saying that he really thinks that it's small and he he backtracks and he's like no it's cozy and he just says that in like such an innocent way and yeah i don't know i don't know how else to best explain how i how much i love brendan acres but like (laughs) other than just saying i really love him and that's like me with laura because her like reactions are just um like it's me yeah like if i were a person she's so sarcastic and just (laughs) so like expressive and i'm that same way so i just relate to her so much (laughs) yeah i mean their their scenes just keep getting better like every episode and even like in one episode it just it keeps getting better so they walk into the burn run center and Brendan's like, ooh, this looks like fun. And I'm just like, Brendan, you're adorable. But like, yeah. also, yeah, I can, yeah, I don't put that past him to say. So he's just like, he's even wondering if they'll let him throw in a few cases like into the fire. And I'm just like, oh, sweet Brendan. Like only you would say this. And Laura's like, don't get your hopes up like the job is to observe while the others burn and she's like bringing it back down to reality um but yeah he's literally sunshine in a bottle and like yeah maybe we should get that on a t-shirt we should like brendan yeah yeah um and so he like starts reading labels and or like invoices and laura gets a text that her offer didn't get upset didn't get accepted so now she's in a bidding war with four other buyers and she's got to like submit her best and final offer along with the letter to the homeowners she's obviously not happy about overpaying and sucking up to them and she is not gonna shy away from saying that and so brendan's literally like then bye bye house and she's like fine (laughs) yeah (laughs) shut up i'll do it oh my god i know that you loved this next scene i know that you did (laughs) So he just like reassures her that it's very common and like he's been through this before and he's like, they just want a good story. And Laura's stating the fact, she's like, you know, my credit's good, like literally everything is good. 
And Brendan's just like, but you need to convince the homeowners that you love the house and that you're not, you're the only person who will take care of its legacy. She's just not having that. She's not, she gives in and asks him what he, what she needs to do. And he tells her what she does best is profile them. So he's like looking over her letter later and he's like, it's perfect. Well, almost. And she like gets sassy, gives him a look and she's like, First, you're a real estate expert, and now you're a literary critic. And I'm just like, these two, like, I love this. <laughs> Give them a spinoff show of their own because oh, it would be hilarious. And so Brendan's like, you know, he tells her not to be so sensitive. And so when she gives him a look, he just adds ma'am in there. He did like, say so ma'am. Okay. Oh my god. Because I like rewatched it because I didn't have um because I was watching like on my TV. Yeah. Both times whatever, so I didn't have like captions or whatever. And I was like, really say ma'am, or am I just like losing it? <laughs> well, because you know, like Kevin's like Canadians, so, like sometimes they yeah. say like words and it doesn't like exactly sound like what yeah. it is. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure I said ma'am. No, okay. it was hilarious oh, because he's god. just like, ma'am. <laughs> I will add that in there. Like he just kept putting his foot in his mouth, kind of, in this episode, and it was just yeah. so good, so good. Mm-hmm. So he like points out the one sentence and about the kitchen remodel, and he, you know, tells her to think about her profile, and she thinks about it more, and she changes the sentence, and so then he like points out the spelling error, and she gives him another look, and he's just like shutting up now, and I'm just like I love these two, like these two need to remain partners after he isn't a probie anymore because i mean granted i would love to like see them switch it up too but like this 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 pairing is just great yeah so like just as they're finishing up the letter they hear gunshots brunson's like going out the back of the burn run center and laura's just like someone's just blowing off steam like it's fine and brendan it's just like, yeah, but it could be a distraction. And so he runs back into the burn run center and they see someone running out and like speeding off of the seven inch box. I love how Brendan and Simone were both following their instincts this episode. Mm-hmm. Like it was just really great to see. So Brendan like meets up with Elena, who says that the stolen evidence box was from the Andrew Vogel case. Brendan's like, I keep hearing that name. Um, and so Elena's like, Do you listen to the crime storage? Uh, cold storage crime podcasts and she's like you know the new season is all about Vogel and so Brendan wonders if the podcaster can tell them about can tell them why someone would have stolen the evidence and Elena's like yeah Laura's already got her coming in so Brendan and Elena like come to the conclusion that someone from the inside had to have like tipped off their unsub and because that's how they knew that the files were being burned and Elena just finishes the thought and she's and you know says that he wants her to see like who is in the loop and elena's like i'm already on that one elena for president because this this woman can do no wrong and two let's get her in agent status right now can she be the next rookie like proby yeah but if she is they're gonna have to bring in another partner for her right i mean because like well i guess someone could like work with garza like when they go out like on the case on cases who would who would we want to be elena's training agent though carter or laura 
because i feel like kevin or brendan and simone like would have to wait a year or whatever yeah i don't know i feel like we've seen her interact a little bit more with laura yeah a little bit so that's why i'm kind of like tempted to say laura i mean yeah plus that would be like girl power which is Mm -hmm. cool plus i feel like we've seen laura closer to garza so it would kind of be nice yeah Mm -hmm. but brenson is interviewing the podcaster amelia who's hoping to record it for an next episode and when laura shuts that down amelia's like amelia's like i'm out and brendan tries to keep her by saying she can't record the one that they're about to have but you know if she helps them solve the case maybe they can do a follow-up and again brendan is just like so innocent and precious in this and laura's just like i i don't know what he's saying like i'm not agreeing to anything and laura gives him a look brendan's just like i'll just be doing the follow-up then that's Mm -hmm. fine and so laura gets right to it amelia is fascinated by it all brendan brings up another point that she made in her last episode and laura's like all of the money was accounted for so why tell people that it wasn't like you're sending people out on a wild goose chase and the podcaster is just like well it's money that the fbi didn't know about and you know if my listeners are looking you know i I can't control what they do after i give them this information and so amelia's insisting that vogel hid money behind one last puzzle so laura finds colin who logged into the fbi database and he's an fbi agent as well just like in a different department and so he like apparently looked up when vogel's case was said to be burned but he's confused because he's like i why would i have looked that up and so he says that there was a girl that he met at a bar who was interested in him and in him or whatever and she ended up using his laptop when they were at his place and quizzed him on trivia to, and to find out his password ultimately and so like he gives her a description on what she looked like and laura's just like i where's where did she go like after she left your place and colin doesn't know so we kind of go back over to brendan or like they're driving and brendan asks for any news on the house and laura's like the sellers won't make a decision until they consult their psychic and laura's less than thrilled about it but you know i mean at this point like there's not much she can do and so i thought that this was funny because brendan's just like kind of looking around the car and he's like so where are we going i'm like wait don't you know yeah Um, laura was just like get in like we're we're going somewhere like yeah well but she was like so frustrated though that um like colin was like kind of dumb to like let Mm -hmm. um the woman like kind of play him like that yeah because when he was like oh like you know like tap his head like oh i you know had this girl over and laura's like oh <laughs> like as yeah. if it's like the worst thing he could possibly say well so and then, like she as, was just like in a mood about it yeah as laura like walked away colin was like sorry like sorry about that <laughs> it was like too little too late dude but yeah. yeah okay so the warrant like came back for the ride chair that colin state took so that's where they're going then we like cut over to amelia who's podcasting she opens the door and ends up being taken in to the bureau so they want to know who she's working with and who pointed her towards colin and so we don't get like a straight answer but then we cut over to elena and sherry 
and Elena's talking about Garza and like his latte not having foam and then Brendan comes in and he asks Sherry if she has a second to talk about some Freedom of Information Act request and he mentions that Amelia did um, and so she tries to deny it and he tells her that her partner already flipped on her they have everything like he arrests her and she says that it was her ticket out of the job and she starts to like cause a scene and wants Elena to back her up like even bringing up what she what Elena mentioned about Garza and like kind of complaining about her complaining about him and so Brenson's like finishing up the day and Brendan's happy like he got to check something off in his coloring book but Laura breaks the bad news to him and she's like yeah no we have to finish the burn run in the morning and you know so be back here like bright and early and he offers to help go look for some different houses for her uh-huh. which was literally oh my god best friend goals right there yeah that was the nicest thing ever yeah and then laura like all smiley just she's like no i actually predict that my housing for housing fortunes are going to improve and she's talking to the seller psychic um and so she pulls up she pulls the fbi card and she's like look i'm willing to look past your warrant like out for the arrest if i can get the house and the psychic's like congratulations on your new home like you know i don't want to have anything else to do with you and laura's smile as the psychic walks away oh my god she is just she's so she's grumpy with like a hint of sunshine like i love her yeah. Well, and I just thought it was so funny when the psychic came in and she was like, and Laura was like, you know who I am? And she's like, oh, yeah, you're the one with the less than great application for the house. Uh-huh. And Brendan was smirking and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, dude. Everything <laughs> um, about, like, I don't know. I mean, I say it, I feel like a lot with other partnerships or whatever on both of these shows. But, like, I feel like we just keep getting better content with brenson and i mean with all of the shows or with all the partnerships really but yeah so that's about it for the brenson stuff um next we have carter and fortune which this was a good storyline too i mean all of these storylines were good but i liked kind of seeing carter like outside of the bureau but also still like working Mm -hmm. um yeah it was it was a good change of pace so Carter walks up, walks into the hospital and up to the nurse's station to find Fortune. And he tells her all about the day that he has planned, starting with breakfast at the beach. And he can tell that something seems a little off with her, even like telling her that if she's too tired, they can do something more low key. And she's like, I've just had a rough day at work. Like basically the pill count in the pharmacy has been off every day for the last week. And people are starting to point fingers at me because they figure the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And she's like, you know, basically they're like, because of my mom, like who, who she is, like they're roping fortune into it. And so Carter's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, that's not who fortune's mom is. And so she's like, well, I love that you see the difference, but you know, most people don't. And so carter's like well what pills are going missing and there are some pretty high dosage ones adderall oxy and ketamine and so she's like you know the lapd has been talked to but like it's a low priority for them and carter's like well it's a high priority well carter's like you know 
you're a high priority for me and I can't have this hanging over your head. So I'm going to solve this crime. And she's like, you know, no, like it's beneath you. But Carter's like, I'm doing it. Like I've got the day off. So, you know, I can hang here. And he's just like, I have to call Garza for the okay. And so I don't know. They had some like really cute flirting moments in this episode because Mm -hmm. he was like, one thing that I need before I start the investigation is a partner. And she's like, can I have, like, a cool, like, nickname? Like, they do in all the shows. And Carter's like, that's not really how that works. But I guess. And so she gives herself the nickname of Trouble. um, Which was really cute. And so they're, like, in this empty hospital room looking for the pill thief through, like, these cameras. And Fortune has a list of, like, 20 hot suspects. And everyone has everyone who has access and motive for these pills. So Carter and Fortune are staking out this room. She's apparently been drinking coffee like it's water. And he gives her another stakeout tip. And he says that it's another, but like, I need to know what other stakeout tips he gave her. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just want to know. Maybe the rookie will do like when they did, Um, I think it was like, when they did like Stenson's dating advice or whatever, maybe they'll like, yes. do, like Carter's stakeout tips. Yeah. Thing. yeah so he tells her um to go easy on the coffee and he's like you know it's murphy's law that crimes always go down when the bladder has other plans and fortune's like too late i'll be right back and that is until we see someone else walk in and it's gregory who interns there at the hospital after school and they see him swipe some pills and so they're on the move um and so they go into the room gregory apologizes saying that someone's making him do it and he tells them like about this text thinking that it was a prank at first but you know they sent him a photo of his grandma who's in a nursing home and said that they would um hurt her if he didn't deliver the pills and so carter's like when is this next drop and where and it's in two hours at griffith park and so we don't really see much more of that until we get over to the park scene unfortunately there carter's there a couple of other agents are there and fortune wants to go be with carter and he's like no like this is an extortionist you need to stay with these other agents so he's kind of like undercover i guess because he's not i mean he's not in his fbi vest but he's you know just kind of staking this out and he sees like this older guy sit down on the bench that the package is taped to and just as carter's like gonna get him out of there he sees the guy like pick up the package and carter's just like really like this is our guy <laughs> it was just funny and so this guy is joey c who was a mafia enforcer for the milano brothers in the 80s and it turns out that he had a life sentence but was given a compassionate release because of his age and so carter is like yeah we gotta take you in like even though he kind of geeks out a little bit and so he explains how gregory like joey c explains how he got gregory to do this for him and you know carter is just like yeah you're still coming in and so fortune like comes out of the um like hospital i don't know like the back area where they where all the rooms are and so carter you know is all happy he like tells her that gregory testifies against joey c like the charges will be knocked down to a misdemeanor and he's just like you know i'm happy that we've proven to your colleagues that you're not a pill thief 
and she's like you're the best partner ever and they're pretty cute i mean honestly like i don't i don't hate it like i love that even though like how they started to me was a little weird how it was like her mom was the criminal that he arrested but i mean it's pretty cute how far they've come and their height difference is like immaculate (laughs) i love that I, I, i don't know i love a good height difference so yeah so then like this is one of your favorite lines like i know it is because you just you keep tweeting about it and you texted about it and i just love it yeah (laughs) well i mean really any line that james says in the rookie feds this one oh my god just i don't know why it just oh it absolutely kills me i need to go back and watch the episodes that he was in of good girls and I want to go back and watch Rebel solely for him and Kevin. Because, yeah. yeah. Um, but Simone comes in to the hospital. And, you know, of course, like, wow. Like, she's like, you know, hey, Carter. And he's just, he just, like, looks up from Car- from Fortune. And he's just like, why does God hate me? And he, like, looks over to Simone. And he's like, aren't you supposed to be doing inventory? And she's she kind of says it nonchalantly and she's like we caught a murder like what i mean is shouldn't i take put that over the inventory and carter is just like all afraid to ask about what has gone down and so simone like obviously just gives him the rundown and carter's face is everything because this man is just confused he's like he's kind of like I don't know if it was the Spider-Man meme, but him just like looking back and forth. I don't know. It's more of like a gif, I guess, of like the my the math and yeah. like the eyes. Yeah, yeah like, that's trying what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, yeah, trying to process. Yeah. The thing where they have the little wheel spinning across yeah. his forehead. Yeah, <laughs> and so then he's so then he just like bluntly asks, and he's just like, "So you didn't do the inventory?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> it was just so funny. Yeah, I love it. Like, I did some of it. Like, if they use the emojis, because sometimes they do that for, like, sneak peeks, at least this season for the rookie and the rookie feds, she'd be, like, the, I think it's the grimace emoji with the, like, straight across teeth, like, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) And he would be the emoji where, like, one eyebrow is up. They're, like, questioning things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, at the end of the episode, Carter's waiting for Fortune in the waiting room, and you know they're still going on their beach shape but first they're gonna spend the night at her place yeah they're they're cute i don't know Mm -hmm. i love what the rookie feds has done this season with like relationships and not necessarily putting the agents together right away just because that's not how it always happens and like i don't want that to necessarily happen for simona carter renson on the other hand wouldn't hate it but yeah 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 simone and carter are almost like brother and sister like with their dynamic yeah they're just so funny like i feel i just feel like they would just they just can't not give each other like grief about things though so it's like i can't see them just doing anything else other than yeah checking in about their other relationships yeah no i just can't see them yeah anything more yeah, I, no, I don't. I definitely don't. I've never gotten that vibe from them. Um, no. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can see where people also like, they might not see the vibe about Brunson because 
they haven't totally hinted there yet as far as like oh there's more like feelings from brendan like towards laura or vice versa but i don't know we just oh well, yeah because they're both in other relationships too yeah yeah i know but... i just like i mean just from the second i knew that like heaven and brett were gonna be working together you yeah can't put two pretty people like that together and yeah. expect me not to yeah be. but i but don't know like, like uh... nisi and james though, i think it's just their like friendship like yeah. shines through yeah. for um carter and simone's i will say though that i'm really glad the rookie feds didn't give us like a jump scare relationship like the rookie did with <laughs> john and lucy like no. god i don't I know who i would have wanted imagine. that to be but i'm really glad that it did not happen so no i couldn't even yeah i could not even imagine to be honest yeah yeah no idea but we do have some listener thoughts for the rookie feds do you want to take it take it away with the first one yeah uh so valor said uh they thought the the feds episode was good it had humor and two good stories to follow yes yes yeah cassie had said the feds had some fun fun and action-packed moments with simone and carter's cases definitely it was it was good it was a good episode and like fun cases but yeah Mm -hmm. they were i definitely had to like rewatch it the second time and like really like focus in on one case at a time so mm-hmm. yeah and uh last but not least Haley had said in the rookie feds uh she really just enjoyed simone mm-hmm. yeah yep yeah do we have any other notes on feds no but if you guys could like see me i was just like beaming like so much about brenson <laughs> they're yeah. so cute and then and then carter's mm-hmm. line oh my Why god, god yeah just oh my god it's just the funniest thing like i will probably end up gifting it not gonna lie it's like that good yeah yeah so funny yeah i mean other than that like you guys can find us on twitter at the shop talk pod underscore or email us at shop talk the rookie podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts you can find us individually on twitter as well i'm at jstark804 and i'm at carrie hyman and we're on TikTok at the Shop Talk Podcast underscore. Uh, follow us. Make sure you follow the Rookie Universe. Um, usually, what they put out on Twitter is like the same as you know what they're putting out on TikTok. But like, it's all good. It's all good. Just mm-hmm. like follow them everywhere. Um, and if you liked this episode and Shop Talk, um, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps out the podcast and helps other fans find us um and with a hiatus now for a couple of weeks um we will be taking a break like this upcoming week i i don't it's weird to say because like the episode's gonna drop on sunday when it normally drops on thursday but yeah so we're taking a break this upcoming week (laughs) and then we'll be back the last like two weeks of hiatus with some fun episodes but yeah this week this upcoming week we celebrate two years of shot talk which is so crazy so crazy what a fun ride that's been honestly Mm -hmm. we had a lot of fun like we've had a lot of fun um Mm -hmm. and it will hopefully continue when we get renewal news so yeah there's no way that these shows are not renewed there's no way like they have to be (laughs) if anything else happens yeah (laughs) <laughs> but yeah any i mean that's all that's it for us this week mm-hmm. bye everyone
Bye, guys. Go get him, boo.